Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Dreadful. Oh, yeah. That's thematic. That was my point. Life's yeah. actually okay-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal, but I mean... <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's Halloween. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Therapy is for another episode. That's true. This is all about Spooktober. Spoop. Spoop. Super spoopy. I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not even talking towards the microphone. I'm just making it as bad as possible. Uh, yeah, this is um, that spooky time when people have pumpkins and costumes and interact with their friends. Other terrifying things like that. Yeah. Um, dressing like a slut. Dressing mm. my pumpkin like a slut. <laughs> right. Dressing my dog like a slut. <laughs> Sluttiness all around and also pumpkin spice things. I was like... I don't know. I don't know where we're going with like the slutty dog thing. <laughs> I think that that's. We'll just move away from I'll that joke. I'll link you later. Don't worry. About <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. But um, you actually have more of an affinity, I think, to Halloween than many people do. Why is that? Uh, because you were born on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents were like trick or treat, and they're like, "You're pregnant." It's like, what? <laughs> it's a trick. But that was actually nine months ago because I was born on Halloween. Hmm. So, my parents just trick or treat at really odd times. Right. I didn't think of my um, on the on the spot backstory so much. No, that's fine. I was just, or maybe you were born again on Halloween. That would be interesting too, because you know churches. I often... accept Jesus into <laughs> my heart. <laughs> I mean, like I know our, our my church used to have this. Like uh, they would always have an alternative Halloween party, just to, like I guess the equivalent of like keep kids off the streets, but for like. The completely mostly harmless Halloween yeah, alternative. They, it's like for every fucking holiday, the church would have like, "Hey, do you guys want to like play some games? We're gonna pray. Yeah. We're gonna play some games. We might also provide like some mediocre food." And you're like, "I guess." Yeah, yeah. parents won't let me do anything else. I guess so. We just the main game I liked from church youth group things were. It's called Nubby Ball. Hear, hear me out I, I saw the recoil but it was like a really shitty uh volleyball or volleyball oh yeah yeah but it was like a small rubber ball with nubs wow. and the physics on it were impossible to determine mm -hmm. so you just hit it and hope for the fucking best this is like golf with friends with the egg basically yeah, like what are you it doing it was pretty bad <laughs> How about we like establish a good baseline concept for like a fun activity and then we just sabotage it. <laughs> just chop it off at the ankles. Yeah. I like how you didn't point out prayer as being like the, this is kind of the downer. Right. You're yeah. like, ball of nubs. Mm -mm, we're not ruining my sports. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But you also have the, uh, the Halloween party. Yeah. Other than being born and born again on Halloween. Yeah, it's just a lot of events, life events that have happened for me on Halloween, including getting drunk and dressing like a slut. So mm -hmm. that's, that's every that. every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what uh do you know how many years you've been actually running the party? Um it's been a while now. I'm gonna say 
four question mark but it actually might be five yeah uh, basically other people had holidays like so and so had like new year's people had like fourth of july or christmas and thanksgiving are usually family holidays yeah mm-hmm. those are reserved so it's just kind of like uh hey fuck you guys uh, this is my holiday <laughs> so i took it <laughs> and i made a facebook event i'm like i'm hosting this everyone comes to my apartment and we will drink and hang out right and it has uh evolved since i guess i like that your expression of f you guys is inviting all of your friends together providing food for them and entertainment <laughs> setting yeah, up all these decorations I'm like an angry grandmother <laughs> fuck you come over here i'm gonna feed you <laughs> <laughs> no that's pretty great though i think it's like the only um main social event i go to in a year from our friend group like looks at you and says land party out loud that's actually true yeah there's land party but other than that <laughs> <laughs> those two yeah those are the two mandatory ones are you a big halloween guy um, do you like trick-or-treating or spooky things or just the i think autumnal temperature and color change i've only like fall i love um but like halloween itself i've probably only ever gone trick-or-treating like once in my life like again religious yeah. upbringing and then like past a point the um existentialism kind of sets in and you're just like oh all right i'm part of the generation that just you know is constantly questioning their reality and whether anything means anything maybe i won't go trick-or-treating this year and then you just ride that wave (laughs) i just order candy on amazon it's much easier no human interaction i do that as well i get the uh, vanilla tootsie rolls though for like christmas nobody else likes them so i'm literally the only person keeping this industry afloat but yeah people call them midges too which i always find no. weird. yeah if you can look at candy you gotta go like full orange slices hmm. give me a jelly that's covered in sugar hmm. interesting the orange slices are good i can't i can't contest that orange chocolate is pretty freaking delicious that's probably the one thing i have against halloween actually is hmm. like the candy it's candy but for the most part it's not like amazing candy it's not like good holiday candy no, usually it's kind of like, if you look at candy corn as the prime example, mm-hmm. it's kind of like some weird waxy shit. Yeah. Um, I think I'll still eat it, but. I think it's the bulk nature of it. People just buy a lot of candy for like Halloween. They're just like, how do I get the most candy for the least amount of money? Because I'm going to give it to these worthless kids, you know. That's and then true. also other people's kids. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I remember initially I was like, we're going to go trick-or-treating. And the lady's like, oh, we're going to have trick-or-treaters. That's kind of cool. And then I'm like, turn the fucking lights off. Nobody will disrupt my living arrangements, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only the only time I've ever, like, been receptive to trick-or-treaters was, like, an event at the in-laws with my wife. Like, we uh, had zombie makeup and stuff like that and handed out candy. Otherwise, like, you know, standard thing. Stay as far away from kids as possible. Yeah. That's as soon rule. as I got facial hair, I'm like... <laughs> life's changing for me i also hate children so it works out it was really funny because it happened really young and so you just like distance <laughs> yourself from the other kids you're like they they just won't understand they're gonna, don't take this the wrong way i'm not affiliated with them the short adult keeps trying to play dodgeball with us i don't know <laughs> oh man so how about uh spooky games Does anything jump to mind for you just like is there something you like to play on halloween hmm. to get into the season so to speak i think like normally no because you know we've talked about this before but i don't really like horror games for the most part um 
So I would just normally play whatever I still want to play. Again, you know, not huge on the observance uh, outside of the one social event. But there have been like a couple games that probably really have that kind of uh, spooky vibe or like isolationist feel, things like that. It's not even on literally the list we prepared, but I got that with like some older games where they just didn't populate the worlds that much and they use like creepy music or something. Perfect Dark is a perfect example. You're just like, what's going on? I know we already talked a little bit right, about right, it, right. but that for me, it's like, oh, you've got that ceremon kind of playing in the background, the alien music. Very Ceremon? Few. Yeah, the instrument. Ceremon? No, no, the mind's modified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a super theremin, my yeah, bad. Ther- the- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it is theremin, you're right. Like from What's the that? Doctor Who? Yeah, thing? they yeah. use it there. It's a, the traditional, I think, Halloween instrument. Um. But I don't go out of my way to play spooky games on Halloween. That's already it's already bad enough. <laughs> the skeletons out there. <laughs> You're skeleton in me. Oh no. <laughs> the ultimate face. <laughs> uh what about what about you? You ever like, man, I'm just appreciating life too much. I'm gonna spoop myself. <laughs> <laughs> Due to some medical conditions that's uh that hits too close to home. But I usually will not play things for the sake of just seasonal um but I think around Halloween is when I initially got Costume Quest. Yeah. Which I super love. Tim Schafer game. It's a very simple RPG as far as mechanics go. Um, but it's just very cute and fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it has that Tim Schafer humor and aesthetic. But it's also based around Halloween. Right. Because it's a brother and sister. You can play as one or the other. The one you don't play as gets kidnapped. And you um. have to go and find them. And save them from these uh, goblins who are trying to take all the humans' candy. Hmm. Just like real life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not a great understanding of Halloween, but uh, yeah, I haven't haven't played that one. Though I remember you talked about it like a while back, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to get other people." One other person, I think, to play it. And you're like, "I don't think I. I think I've." Like you, one or two people who I've dated have been like, "Hey, try this game." Yeah, it's the test. <laughs> Sadly. A lot of people I date are not uh, gamers as much, mm-hmm. so like they don't pick up on the what I consider to be like intuitive right. controls of things. Mm-hmm. But they do enjoy the aesthetic. Um, so overall, I still do recommend it as a game, even if you're not. I'd say even more so if you're more of a casual gamer, you're just like, this looks fun. I want to play this or experience it with somebody, right? Rather than like, I'm gonna fucking one hundred percent this shit. <laughs> it's not one of those. I was gonna say the. Uh, I find that that's probably the reason that uh, they're not into games as much is because they're not true gamers to do that you have to date men obviously since you're a guy to be to be a gamer they have to be men so that's the pun <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start searching uh i think it's a subreddit too actually <laughs> well g-a-y-m-e-r definitely is. yeah it is yeah and that's if i liked guys <laughs> right, right i'm not there yet maybe, <laughs> right. maybe one day <laughs> it's gonna be a a, a um a surrender of a kind you're like fine fine maybe i just need to wait for the right full moon ha. Uh, get it because because butts or it was because butts, okay. Jacob. Right. also werewolves ah okay yeah some of those uh lycanthropes if you will yeah oh you know what i thought of a game hmm. should have said didn't even think about it until you mentioned lycanthropes but uh vampire the masquerade yeah that is Halloween themed because of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, not even really uh, 
something I was planning on talking about, but love that game. It's like hecka broken. The community had to fix it. I think Troika made it. If that doesn't ring any bells, it's because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, so they made this game and then disbanded? Uh, more or less, I think. Cool. They, weren't, they weren't tremendously successful with it. There's supposed to be a new one kind of coming out pretty soon here. I thought else... there was Vampire Masquerade and then Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines yeah. or Vampire Masquerade 2. Yeah, there's Blood Bloodlines. Uh, I think Redemption is the other one. And then Vampire the Masquerade 2 is coming up. Um, in that order, not exactly in that order but uh yeah you know you got the traditional vampire attire uh you've got the dependent like everything vampire tropes i'm not gonna go through literally all tropes can't be seen in sunlight but there was a a section in that game where you had to avoid a giant werewolf because the werewolves are like there's gangrel which is one type of vampire that is more bestial Mm-hmm. Like they have their beast form power and they're discipline. kind of more like uh the gargoyle, like yeah. gargoyle. Yes, actually, that's pretty accurate. Um, and werewolves, which are usually not playable, is my like understanding from the tabletop game, are like hardcore against vampires. This isn't like some Twilight nonsense where you're like, oh, at the end of the day, we'll find a way to get along, and there's a baby, and they're gonna prey on the baby. No, it's none of that. <laughs> it's like uh. Uh, you have to like run around an observatory mm-hmm. um, at night while it's like chasing you, trying to kill you, and you can like escape it, I guess, or run around enough that it runs away, or you can kill it by crushing it in the observatory doors by luring it in as the doors are closing. It's like it's crazy. It's like fifteen feet tall, twenty feet tall. Hmm. It's absolutely gigantic. I like the idea of holding the elevator for a werewolf until I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. God. Last minute, it's like, nah. Not Th- thankfully, you have those like door sp- spring button. elevator <laughs> doors just slam closed. <laughs> Hold the door, please. No. <laughs> I want my arm. <laughs> or it's one of those, uh, I guess, more dumbwaiter styles where it kind of just has like that lattice that slides across and it's like, it's technically closed. Let's go up. Yeah. It's not like a full door. Yeah, yeah. So you could like drop your keys or phone out or anything else. Yeah. You're just, it's but just... also things can reach their fingers in. And you're Ooh. like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, those are inherently uncomfortable. I want no part of that. That's why I don't like lattice or fishnet stockings. Mm-hmm. Not playing those games, yeah, Jacob. You'll lose your fingers. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, one other quest in that. I'll move past Vampire the Masquerade, but uh, was particularly spoopy was you found a, um, I think it was a Middle Eastern vampire. There's like a different type, basically. Whoa. <laughs> I know, right, right. Well, they, so there are different like regional types. There's one mm-hmm. for like uh, Asia. There's one for like kind of European US. And then there's like Middle Eastern type. Then they have different attributes and things. But you find her in like the bottom of a abandoned hospital. And there's um, people investigating the hospital as like paranormal team, like one of those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all like, oh yeah, this is all hundred percent fake, whatever, you know, we'll like make some fake stuff up, uh, kind of manufacture the experience as I assume they do. <laughs> and, uh, you can find her down there and she's like, Hey, you're, I say like, you're also kindred. Um, if you lure like the cameraman down here, uh, I will reward you greatly. And you could be like, what are you going to do with them though? You're going to eat him? She's like, yes. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then you have all the information you need. So you lure the guy down there. She kills him, eats him, and you get your uh, artifact, I think. 
basically vampire Grubhub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was remarkably efficient for her. And I think it was actually, I don't know if he had to trick multiple people or not, but it got like more difficult to like get more people to actually leave and be devoured by her. Cause she like straight up, usually you drink blood as a vampire. Usually. Yeah. Her variant like actually has to feed on flesh. Hmm. Yeah. So it's more Halloween-y. <laughs> what is the definition of Halloween for you, Jacob? <laughs> Eating flesh, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, those are those those stand out as some some pretty good Halloween moments from that series. I think. Yeah. I'm gonna ask the question again. What is Halloween for you? Is it, oh okay? I is it just it... like spoopness? Is it just? Yeah, I guess. I guess like theming and kind of this this is a big cultural question what is halloween for me yeah. boom, boom. well i'd say it's probably october october 31st <laughs> i don't know where the accent came from but one of your noir games <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's i think it's largely uh largely that get together time it's a very social thing for me i guess like in real life um, but if you're talking games, then it's going to be something, something a little spooky, something a little jump scary. I just like the celebration of weird fucking horror mythical lore that people mm-hmm. have made up. Yeah. Because like every fucking place in the world has like their own, like, uh, Hey kids, uh, yeah. uh be good or else fuck, fuck, uh, this thing's going to kill you. Yeah. It's just really cool how those things have like developed over time. And how they're different, like, variations. Like, oh, I see how this vampire is kind of similar to something else, like Eastern European culture. Right. Or just where all that shit comes out. Yeah. Like, one example I can think of for that, because many people see Halloween as kind of the lead up to Christmas or the anti-Christmas in some ways. You're just outside, snow, everything like that. And then Halloween, you're like, no, it's nighttime. It's dark. There's, like, lights and scares and all this. Yeah. And, like, um, uh, so something we had here was uh, Krampus, which... I'll be honest, like, the Wikipedia article is nowhere near as intimidating as the trailer for the movie, if you saw that. Yes. <laughs> there was a comedian I liked in that movie when that trailer came out, like, four? Anytime I said, like, two years ago, it's probably actually, like, six. Uh, yeah, I know, um, right? When I was born. <laughs> when I was born. Again, uh, on, on Halloween. <laughs> it might have been Paul Rudd, actually. Really? Hmm. But yeah, I did see the trailer, and it's, like... Oh shit! Yeah, like anything that's like stealing kids and just murdering things. I'm like, uh, nice. <laughs> I hate kids, but I don't hate kids that much. It's kind of funny actually, because it's the it's the anti, the anti Chris Kringle sort of figure. You're just like, we're not gonna just like reward kids, because like in the U.S., it's more like, oh, Santa won't give you anything if you're bad, or you get like a lump of coal or something yeah. like that. Like you 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 stay at zero, whereas these European kids are like. Oh, if you're a bad kid, they're going to drag you away into the night. They're going to pull you out of their bed and like through the window and you're gone. You're like, oh, I see. We're reducing way below zero in the, the reinforcement. It's it's all like different parenting, right? Or mm-hmm. how religion treats like you have your fire and brimstone. And it's like, yeah, uh, you're going to go to hell and hell is <laughs> really bad, says the southern preacher. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, um, God will reward your good actions in heaven. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
but I thought rewards were material goods that we shouldn't <laughs> focus on. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. Worship right. God. Get that paycheck. Get that bread. <laughs> Be a good Christian. Get that bread. <laughs> Give 10% of that bread to ducks and the poor, <laughs> but mainly the ducks. <laughs> your, your pacing on that reminds me of... Uh... Oh, crap. We were talking about comedians. I literally lost it. I'm going to abandon that thread entirely because I know I'm not going to think of them. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> he's in games. Uh, so for this one, one of my examples was um, he's in uh, Don't Starve, where he has a bag. Um, and he will attack and steal your stuff. Well, he doesn't really fight you as much, but he steals all your stuff. Which, in a game about accumulating stuff is bad much like real life really <laughs> um having all your stuff stolen sucks um but he steals your stuff if your karma is too low like you've attacked innocence or like done other things that negatively impacts your karma generally bad interactions with mm-hmm. innocent people um then he'll come over steal your stuff throw, throw it all in a bag but if you kill him then there's a 1% chance he'll drop his bag. And it's like an amazing uh, backpack item. Hmm. Yeah. So being bad pays off, I guess, is the, the lesson at the end of it. <laughs> but if you kill Krampus, it accrues more negative points and <laughs> right. spawns and more Krampi. <laughs> I think it's actually true. <laughs> um, I only know of Krampus from, I mean, obviously like the occasional Lord, but from game-wise Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Which oh, is one of the Devil Room spawns. Hmm. I'm not actually familiar with this one. So basically, if you go into a devil room, you can usually get a devil deal where you can sacrifice red hearts for usually stronger upgrades. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you get fuck all, or sometimes you just get red chests, which give you generically shit. Yeah. Or you might have the boss Krampus, which half the time seems to drop uh, Krampus's head, which mm. sends out like brimstone lasers. Oh, geez. Uh, like four, either like a cross or diagonally. Mm-hmm diagonal cross or uh, more commonly before the one patch would always drop a lump of coal ah okay which the further your tears went the bigger they got and more damage they dealt gotcha so it's not actual garbage oh no it's actually it's good <laughs> huh it's interesting i don't usually think of positive like positive effects to a lump of coal i assumed it was going to be a garbage item like can't remember what it was like toenail or something like that something doesn't do anything in the game it just takes your slot and you can't swap it out that's kind of what i would expect out of a lump of coal but it's interesting they put a positive twist on it no weirdly enough all all items in binding of isaac have some utility yeah even the poop which just allows you to spawn a poop once Mm. a room right how can you be spooped if you can't even poop (laughs) <laughs> constipation gives me courage <laughs> pooping pooping fills me with determination <laughs> and the determination's gone <laughs> guys weirdly enough we are 100% on par with the notes we've actually just been reading off yeah, of this thing the whole fucking this time is, this is a planned dialogue all the way down next up is left for dead <laughs> uh, the witch is someone that toward the end of my uh, left for dead career was much less scary, but I would say early encounters with her, more yeah, so. Just like uh, prepubescent me, um, I didn't like girls crying, mm-hmm. um, and that game really reinforced that. Yeah. Now, I'm a little more practiced. I still don't enjoy it overall, but worst case, 
you give him a nice crown. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm celebrating you. Right. Bam. <laughs> Princess. <laughs> Usually, you'd have one person who'd go crown. Everyone else would sit back with like the AK-47. It's like, all right, when they fuck up, we're gonna shoot the it witch is, and then pick them up. Always, yeah. I think that's that's how that game worked though, because you start out and you're like, oh, you know, investigate the crime, figure out what's going on. Oh, that's scary. She ran at me and killed me. And then you're like, I'm not scared of her anymore. But I'm scared I'm going to screw up the crown, like, with the shotgun. Yeah, because then she, like, screams and it starts, like, instantly downs you. And then it starts just, like, mauling you for yeah. your downed health. You're like, fuck, I hope my teammates are confident. <laughs> and they never were. No, they threw Boomer by a instead. <laughs> Maybe this will scare her away. Get, he's the decoy. Get out of here. I don't but, even think that's the scariest thing from Life or Dead. Yeah. Well, what is what's scarier in Left 4 Dead? I would say thematically the smoker. Hmm, interesting. Because it has like a, a tentacle tongue. Right. And then it, you know once it's grabbed you, and if you don't have like the reaction to be like turn and shoot it or break it yourself, mm-hmm. or you're distracted because there's always shit going on in that game. Right. You're kind of fucked. You just get like slowly dragged away from your team. Yeah. As zombies are like kicking the shins like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The, the smoker was never like super scary for me. Very weird, obviously. Yeah, it's not normal to have a tongue that long. But what about the tank music the tank, when that starts? You're yeah. Like, oh shit! Freaking No Mercy finale mm-hmm. up on the roof. That's scary. You're <laughs> just. I hope I don't get meleeed. Hope people are. Manning. I always have my back to a wall. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Physics, this motherfucker. Yeah, like a coordinated team. Tank couldn't do much. But man, if you actually managed to break him up, you had some infected support. Start knocking people off of this freaking skyscraper. It's pretty good. It's fun times. Yeah, uh, Charge is really good for that. Yeah. But they didn't have him in the first one. No. Yeah. But thankfully they ported all of the Buffer Down One maps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? What's next? Thief. Okay. So around Thief <laughs> 3, uh, but more important, probably more apt is uh, Thief 4. Mm-hmm. They'll always have like, hey, here's like an insane asylum level. You're like, great. Because yeah. I love <laughs> rickety beds with shitty mattresses with no no sheets, no yeah. comforters. Um, but everything's like rusted and decayed and kind of abandoned. But a lot of times they'll also have these mannequins there. Yeah. And a lot of time it's just for scenery. But occasionally it's not for scenery. Yeah. And it will move. And it's one of those uncanny valley things that will always unsettle me. Yeah. Like, I think... if I was at a department store and somebody moved it, like, two inches, and when I looked away for two seconds, I'd be like, we I'm gotta out. go. <laughs> <laughs> I think mannequins in general are actually, like, pretty pretty scary. Like, it's just the, the almost, like, parallel to acting human, but obviously not. Like, you, you just need to throw mannequins in any game, and they'll be it'll become scary. You're like, take Hello Kitty's daytime adventure and put some mannequins in there you're gonna have a bad time yeah it's just mannequins and lighting yeah there's something about it it unsettles me yeah i think like i don't remember did that did bioshock also have like a mannequin segment at some point well they had some statues oh that's what it was that were statues until they weren't statues anymore they moved Mm -hmm. yeah no there's there's a lot there that i'm not really comfortable with i think it's actually you talked about doctor who mm-hmm. earlier i think part of it is the um uh, kind of like the the weeping angel idea yeah of like fundamentally 
things are changing when I'm not perceiving them. And that makes me very uncomfortable. It's like booze, but terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like booze. <laughs> booze are really just shy. Yeah. Weeping angels, uh, the opposite. <laughs> oh, you were talking about uh, like booze from Mario. Mario yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were talking about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> booze are shy. <laughs> that's, it's that's... okay, booze. Come here. <laughs> I want to meet you. That, that was the point when I realized we weren't thinking of the same thing. When you're yeah. like, booze are shy. <laughs> Like and Dave's drunk already. No, I I had a beer. Yeah, it was a pumpkin beer. God damn it. Yeah. You like pumpkin spice? <sighs> <laughs> I like pumpkin spice in pumpkin pie. Mm. I've had other like pumpkin spice things, and it can be done well. Yeah. But it's not my go-to. Sometimes it's just like a spice taste, like overpowering spice. It's not pumpkiny yeah. enough. I think. Just give me chai at that point if you're gonna spice the fuck out of it <laughs> which i do drink i do i do like a vanilla chai from time to time but i agree similar thoughts on pumpkin spice um the other one we have up here is amnesia the monster which is not really clear um what we're talking about if you're not super familiar with amnesia because there are monsters in amnesia right like there's the uh, the creatures that chase you, right? But well, those are so technically. There's like three variations of the monster. Yeah. Um, but basically, I think the monster in the early stage is just this kind of slightly decayed, a little too fleshy, is missing the bottom part of its jaw type of monster. Yeah. Or it has like these alien jowls that kind of go out. Yeah, kind of like a upside down. Uh, what was the creature in the Upside Down Stranger Things? The first one. It was the Demigorgon. Demigorgon yes. mouth. Yeah. Something like that. Flower petal mouth, basically. Um, but when I wrote the, the monster here uh, as notes, the one I was thinking of in particular was the uh, the force, the monster that chases you throughout the game, like outside the castle. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, go go to listen to our Amnesia episode for a full explanation of our deep dive right but i think that having a force chasing you fundamentally changing the like architecture closing doors like oppressive and your inability to escape it uh is fundamentally scarier than you know a kind of like relatively poorly rendered model with a creature whose ai you can exploit something like that give me something i can't confront and that's more scary to me yeah, put my emotions in the game. I fucking dare you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your parents will never accept you. You're like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I like, there was, I, can't, I, I don't remember a lot of distinct moments in Amnesia, but there's one where you have to scale outside of the, um, the, the house, the structure castle, whatever it is. And uh, trees just start falling in the distance as something out there is like searching for you. And you're like, what though yeah uh, like the whole plot is kind of like you took an artifact and it's like hunting you down to kill you yeah we don't know anything beyond that but it kind of like drives your actions throughout the game well i guess your actions before the events of the game take place yeah which you then rediscover as your memory comes back through notes and reading yeah yeah it's really a driving force for the game itself and for more on that 
go back and listen to our episode on amnesia but i like that let's I just like have one idea. where we reference all of our previous episodes yeah that's the end of the year episode that's what we're building towards <laughs> this is the culmination where we rely we rest on our laurels <laughs> as laurels po- like i can't breathe as opposed to what we usually do which is rest on our butts in chairs so i know you have not played it mm-hmm. and i have not beaten it but amnesia too this is the pigs machine for pigs yeah it's all very pig men and slaughterhouse themed and very weird yeah um but it it unsettles me much more there's something just very creepy about hearing like a pig squeal mm. out of like par- terror or pain yeah where you're just like i do not like this yeah it, it kind of curdles a little bit i think like it's also a little uncomfortable because like biologically there's parts of humans that aren't so different from like pig parts hearts things like that and you're just like ah something more biologically like pigs traditionally i think in a lot of um uh, experiments and things like that and this mythos this halloween culture you're just like oh what are they doing with the pig is this is this real you know like what's going on um i think i don't i don't know a lot of machine for pigs but I, I i believe that the machine is actually for humans i think that's i think that's the takeaway yeah and humans are the pigs it's just kind of like <laughs> when that lying gets blurred it's like hey um you know like standard society what if we turn that on its head and we were just like treating people like livestock gotcha mm-hmm. that's not the point of the game it's just like that's one of those concepts that's innately kind of terrifying yeah that's really building off the themes of the first two maybe i'll have to play that someday but i probably won't instead i might replay limbo i'm gonna buy you a segue for christmas <laughs> uh, you really need one yeah but the reason i might replay limbo is because and this sounds just like the back of a box art <laughs> or a box like game box or something but um in particular and I think if, if people have played through Limbo, they know what we're talking about. But the spider uh, that haunts you for the beginning of the game and pushes you forward. Yeah. it's it, um, They do a really good job because it's fairly simple graphics. It's like pretty much black and white and just some uh, gray gradients. Yeah. But they design the world in a way where you're not sure if something is a physical object that's a part of like something you can interact with or is it background scenery. Yeah. Um, so they play with that a lot and like having like the fake spider legs that show up later you're like is that oh no okay it's not the fucking guy because it's it's huge and it'll just kill you and you don't have like certain giant monsters in games if you look at like the dark soul series Mm -hmm. like it'll have a tell like hey coming in for this thing oh you nearly got you nearly missed yeah um but it's just it's quick yeah and that's what always makes it more terrifying is when you have something small that can kind of like skitter and you can't anticipate its movements just and near the start of the game it's one of the first real segments where it's like hey this is this is timed like if you move too slow you're gonna it's gonna kill you you're gonna die in particular though the encounter with the spider that's scariest to me or the the mechanic is there's a point where you have to lure it into attacking you yep and it like it kills you by stabbing you with its legs like it stabs through you and it's a very uncomfortable thing to see and you have to lure it into attacking you but actually get out of the way before it kills you and i don't like that i don't like confronting that 
No, the timing of that is a little, a little too close to home. Is it? Yeah. It's like, um, I think, like facing your fears is how you overcome them. A lot of times in these games, not to like harp on amnesia, but when I like kind of just let myself sit down, tapped out, it'll be like, hey, you know, I'm gonna die here, but let's see what the monster looks like. That took away so much of my fear of the monster yeah. for like the rest of the, the rest of the game, the creatures that chase you. Um, whereas in this, I'm like, oh no, I, I know what it's like to get like, to see the kid get stabbed by the spider. I want no part of that. Facing my fear is not going to make this less scary. I just don't want it. Yeah. And that was much more impactful. Yeah. They did a good job of that. I wouldn't say that inside was as scary. It had its sections though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where there was the Selkie underwater. Is that the, the thing that tries to drown you? <laughs> Sulky might be like a. I think historically, mm -hmm. is Sulky Irish or Norse? But basically, it's kind of like a watery creature. I feel like it's more it's supposed to be more horse-like, mm -hmm. but its whole thing is just to try and drown you. Hmm. I'm waiting for one person's like that's not what a fucking Sulky. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone. But it's this girl who like chases you, and mm -hmm. you can you're in like a little bathosphere, and you shine a light on her. Yeah. When the light's on her, she's like, "All right, I'll hang back." Yeah. But as soon as it's not, she's like coming for that ass. And she will like break into the bathosphere and pull you out and kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So like timing those sections is always really weird. Yeah. I'm not a fan of drowning. Like No. I mean in real life too. <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan of drowning, but in video games I think the psychological aversion to it's still there. Probably developed from Sonic the Hedgehog. I'd say that's where it started. Sonic the Hedgehog and Tomb Raider. Yeah. Really put me off water entirely. I didn't really play Tomb Raider. Is she particularly susceptible? The Mrs. Laura Croft. Miss Laura Croft. So going back to like the OG days of um not Sierra, holy shit. Mm -hmm. This would have been Squaresoft? Okay. At the time. Maybe. I, uh, I'm gonna do squinty eyes like I'm trying to remember, but I don't actually remember. Mm -hmm. Uh but basically when she's around she had guns on land. As soon as she was in the water she was slow as fuck and they'd put things in the water like alligators <laughs> which you couldn't really deal with at that time yeah uh so you'd just be going through a cave like i gotta do a swimming section fuck 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 <laughs> and then you would die yeah it's like real life yeah that's why i don't swim or drink water yeah can't take chances it's true also the fucking spiders in skyrim mm -hmm. no yeah like i was replaying skyrim the other weekend to just get back into I like leveling up shit. I think that's really what it is. It's that mm. generic RPG progression. Yeah, yeah. But those spiders are too big, mm -hmm. too hairy, and like too much detail in the face. There's a lot of face detail. Like I feel they like... have mandibles. I don't use that term ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they definitely like heavy fight. Because a... not giant spider. Because giant spiders are usually what you fight. Like those are yeah. those are your standard garden variety spiders. As giant and scary. Yeah, no giant spiders. But then there's like giant giant spider, gargantuan spider, and like it's really early in the story too that they actually have you fight. It's that. the start of the golden claw. Yeah, which like almost everybody does right out the gate. Um, just because every part of the game is telling you to go there, <laughs> you know. Well, he's like, hey. There's a dragon attack. Cool. Go to this place. I don't want to go here yet. Ooh, a cave. <laughs> Golden claw quest. Yeah, give me a stone. Or if you talk to the um, the trader in Riverwood, he's also like, hey, give me back that claw, though. <laughs> Thief got it. Went over here. 
There's a lot of ways you end up there, but get me this mammoth tusk. It's in this cave next to the giant spider. Mm. <laughs> some people like some people stop playing the game then actually because there's like as far as uh, phobias that are like you have a reaction to it that's too strong to overcome. Yeah. Um, like spiders up there. A lot of people just can't like have a, a phobia of spider that they can't deal with. Um, and so there, I, I remember reading like years ago that, you know, there was a fair number of people who just literally stopped playing Skyrim because they got to the spider part and they're like, nope. Damn. And it's mandatory too. Like for main quest, you have to do it. Huh? So they kind of locked like an entire section of phobias behind that. Like at the beginning of the game, unless you were on PC and you got the mod that turned the spiders into bears and then you could not progress because there was a cave full of bears between you and the quest objective. I'm just imagining like a bear kind of like dropping down from the ceiling, like I'm a bear. <laughs> you're like, why do you have eight legs? <laughs> oh my gosh! If they had taken the bear skin and put it put on, it on the, the spider, spider. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. This is the Halloween episode. Oh, God, I don't want that. So, anyways, not having that. Uh, you put something on here for Bloodborne. Which I only played like a little bit recently. You seem to be into it. I am super into it. I want to do an episode at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm at a bullshit point in the game. Right. Which I won't spoil. But uh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's one thing in there that I appreciated from, again, horror mythos lore is yeah. the Kinder Catch. Okay. It's not actually called that in the game. But a Kinder Catch is part of like Germanic lore mm-hmm. where there's like this type of giant creature that would like have a bag and put kids in the bag yeah and then the kids would stay in the bag and keep putting more kids in the bag that was kind of its thing yeah maybe it would take them off somewhere maybe eat them i don't remember um but in bloodborne like i found one and i immediately knew what it was mm-hmm. uh, but it killed me because it does stupid amount of damage yeah stupid um but then if you die to it the first time, there's a cutscene where you like you just see like burlap mm-hmm. and then like you wake up in like some other place. Oh nice. So it's kinda cool to like see that tie in. Yeah. That is cool. The other uh the the other place I've seen this term now I don't really play magic, but I know there's a card in magic that is is it literally kin kinder catch? Yes. Yeah. I might have it somewhere because I, I appreciated the art. You showed me the art in particular. I remember yeah. this specifically, yeah. There's like two that are just kind of like in the woods, but like in the one you can clearly see like in the bag, there's like a, like a kid's arm poking out and like their face like, hey, help. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really disturbing, really, actually. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I'm a sociopath by saying right. I like the art. Um, it's good art. I get yeah, that. I just yeah. appreciate them being consistent to that lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, this actually comes up in like um, like a fair bit of mythos, sort of like kids disobeying their parents and like following a trail out into the woods, something like that. I think this also has like what I think of is, is Witcher. There's Trail of Treats, which yep. parents would send their kids on if they like couldn't support them or anything else. They'd just instead of, you know, continuing to get food and clothing for their kids, they'd get some candy lead them out into the woods with this like trail of treats and then i guess at some point they would join the natural trail of treats which is like placed here by witches Mm -hmm. and the kids would follow them through and like be abducted by the witches similar deal um 
basically we're here to scare the kids that's that's what these stories are about yeah uh germans really don't like kids they can tell you that much because a lot of those things from like uh like Grimm's era of horror yeah all seems to be kind of germanic based the brothers brothers Grimm. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um i had i had another one i i added here but more a specific encounter Dead Space as a whole is not a terribly scary game, especially once they added like co-op. Um, but the first one was definitely the most uh, atmospherically scary before they're just like, give him the entire military arsenal and make it overpowered. And he's in yeah. like a functional mecha suit at this point. You know, it's like uh, before you get there, you start off as just like an engineer with a little plasma cutter. And you're like, the game makes you feel like an engineer, not like you're the Doom Marine, right? Yes. And I think that's that's one of the important things is it's just like, you are not equipped to fight back the hordes of necromorphs. You're just a guy with a plasma cutter. Like, this is for engineering work. Yeah, and it feels good to, like, overcome that when you are that kneecapped because also, like, you're slow as fuck. Yes. Um, so you really have to plan things out and pace yourself. Mm-hmm. But like once you get like an upgrade and you have a little bit less scoliosis yeah. or more scoliosis. Right. Um, as you upgrade more your health on your scoliosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. You got a lot of pips there, Dave. <laughs> but no, it was really good. because um, I feel like later on it got a little more jump scary. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. just cinematic. Yeah. There was like the the early parts of the game ammunition was like so scarce you couldn't like couldn't light up every corpse in the room before you entered it and just to check you know right like maybe they'll animate maybe they won't but the uh the moment in particular there's and people who played through the game will know these segments and i'm sure be reminded of them at least right now the uh you'll be going down a hallway and a necromorph like tentacle will just like pop out of the side and like grab you mm. and start dragging you down the hallway like in increments so it'll drag you a ways and you'll kind of stop and like stabilize a little bit it'll drag you further stop and stabilize and then continue that until you reach the um the the opening where it's pulling you like into the the ship basically um and if you have not uh, injured the tentacle enough by this point to make it like retreat it'll like rip you down into the ship oftentimes your limbs will come off at this point as you're like pulled through the hole and just pull you into the ship and you're gone and it's freaking scary because the game usually like lets you manage things under your own uh control and pace like you mentioned isaac's like really slow like by design you're usually methodically going through the game and this is quickly pulling you to your imminent doom, which is really like unexpected. Um, but the developers actually spent a crazy amount of time, like actually making that work. Cause they're like, how do we have Isaac on the ground? Cause you're like laying down shooting with your free hand, kind of like wobbling left and right as you're being pulled down this hallway. I don't know. It, it's, it's something where it's like, it didn't need to be in the game. But the fact that it was made everything way scarier. Yeah, because now you're like, oh shit, are we doing that again? Yeah. Is that is that a thing? Was that a one-time thing? What's going on? And naturally... Oops, sorry. I was just saying, in the same way, that game in particular, and also like some later Dark Souls, 
I don't trust dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I would walk into like a a mortuary, a graveyard, a morgue, anywhere, and I'm going to fucking kick every dead body and be <laughs> yeah. like, are you fucking dead? I'm double checking because and the odds that you're not actually dead, I don't want to find out when I'm cornered and this is inopportune for me. At least in like in Dead Space, you had the best probably the most powerful stomp in video games it did like a bajillion damage it was an instant kill to anything on the ground and the screen like literally shakes every time you you stomp <laughs> getting two people stomping in co-op is hilarious <laughs> um i think the other thing that really made that moment particularly scary is it goes back to that fear of the unknown because you're like, where where is this tentacle in the ship coming from? Yeah. Like, if it's there behind the wall... Is it part of the ship? I don't... What's the creature, right? Yeah. And that's intrinsically... Not knowing what to be scared of is intrinsically more scary than actually having the full picture, I think. Unless the full picture is yourself. That's the scariest thing. I can't deal <laughs> <Yeah>. with that. <laughs> if there are two things I hate, it's uh, being fresh out of college and seeing myself naked in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> scroll up. I'll scroll up, is that what yeah, it been? That's, okay. that's what my emotion was. Oh, okay. What am I scrolling up to? Which is um I still want to like talk about as we've touched on, because we don't ever have like a singular topic for an episode, we always branch. Yeah. What is something that like scares the piss out of you consistently, even with your adult brain? Mm-hmm. What is something that you come across you're like no, not about it. We'll go out of my way to avoid that. Something that, like I can't play, basically. Either can't play or something you don't want to deal with in real life. Oh, in real life. Hmm. Like for me, not a big spider guy. No. I think like thematically they can be like cool, mm-hmm. but I don't ever want to be near one. Right. There are times like I've seen one in my shower and I've like done like the karate chop of water from my shower out it uh-huh. to like try and get it down and then like kick it down the drain type thing i'm i'm less afraid of spiders but i don't like them i'm not like spider bro territory i've had friends where they're like oh yeah i have no. a spider bro i stand by the spider bro you have <laughs> okay. one that lives by the window uh-huh. kills all the dumb shit you hate yeah as long as it's one it's bros not yes. or bro not bros. It's spider bro yeah mm-hmm. and it has its own it's a tenant in a very specific section of the house, and that is it. It's spider bro. If it before. goes beyond its boundaries, it dies. Simple as that. <laughs> um, the thing I'm scared of in the apartment sense is uh, anything with too many legs. Eight legs, I can deal with that. Makes me a little uncomfortable, squeamish. I understand they have their place. If you have more than eight legs, you're an abomination, and you shouldn't exist. That's my quick. That's my my take basically on legs. Jake, do you have a story about uh? And killing someone with a lot of legs? I uh, do it all the time. Anytime there's things with too many legs. This is why we have Raid in the apartment. Was there a specific story? I I can't remember, but you probably so you have the gleam in your eye that tells all me right. that you do. <laughs> so I remember a couple years back. Yeah. Um, you guys must have been like a year or two at that apartment. Mm-hmm. This is earlier on. I think it was you. Probably. And not, not Shane. But, like, there was, like, a silverfish or, like, house centipede started dashing across. And you, like, frantically tried to kill it. But you use, like, the physical can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Versus the actual spray. Yeah. I mean, whatever's on hand, you know. Natural reaction sometimes you gotta gotta get there. But 
No, they're they're not. They shouldn't. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that's so, my that's my fear. That's my fear. You found it, Dave. Okay. <laughs> you successfully nailed it down. <laughs> to unsettle you a little bit, I will share a story. Sure. Uh, growing up in my parents' basement, it was a finished basement, but in some of the closets, it was like a cement wall. Mm-hmm. But for insulation, there was like a like a painter's plastic sheet to just kind of go from top to bottom just to help with insulation. Yeah. But there was like tons of little silverfish or house centipedes that would kind of like crawl behind it. No. So what I would do, because I didn't like them, Mm-hmm. as nobody should right yeah. is if i found one and i was hiding in the closet because i was really good at hide and seek yeah anyway yeah i would essentially like start to close the area of plastic and then like it's little bubble until it like had no space and then we just go <laughs> i'd squish it because <laughs> i hated them yeah they're not they're not okay i wonder if like the new tenants now that my parents have moved just like found this wall of like dead <laughs> plastic like what is this <laughs> Uh, I thought of the other thing, uh, less personal, yeah, but also terrifying to me, uh, cave diving. Yeah. Cause I've never done that, but the idea of other people doing it also induces anxiety in me. <laughs> yeah. It's just going down. It's like a deep unexplored thing where you, life is not guaranteed. Yeah. You have the oxygen on your back, but I would hear stories of like articles, not like Oh, you hear about Jimmy? Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's doing cave diving. Because at a point, like, if you don't have the oxygen and you don't know your way back, mm-hmm. um, you think, like, oh, this is up towards air, but it's actually, like, a false pocket of air. It just looks yeah. like the way to go. And I don't know. I just, I hate being trapped underwater. You've played Subnautica. I was literally thinking of Subnautica. I was like, how is Subnautica not on this list? It's not a horror game, but it I is don't like parts of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it definitely has it uses fear, though, like 100%. Fear is what keeps you contained in the safe shallows for 40 hours as <laughs> you slowly build up mineral resources. Yep. Uh, no, that's definitely... Man, Subnautica's great. We'll have to have an episode on that someday. But in particular the other part the other thing that sucks about cave diving is i'm afraid of loss of self-control or self uh like initiative or not being in control of my own actions and cave diving has this um if you go deep enough uh your your blood basically becomes intoxicated just because of natural like pressure yeah um and uh, past a point it you have to deal with it similar to being drunk where like you have to focus on one thing or in particular you your brain starts focusing on one thing and i read this like really freaking long again article mm-hmm. same same maybe same one you did where like a guy was cave, di- cave diving in australia found a corpse of someone else uh, that was diving before i was like okay we're gonna retrieve this organize this whole big thing like news was there covering it where he like got a friend to assist him and he went down the friend only went like halfway whatever um and literally died trying to retrieve the corpse of this other guy and then like his wife and daughter were up there and like they you know didn't get to see him and then his friend went down to try to uh save him and he almost died and it's like Maybe stop going in the cave, you know? Yeah, holy shit. It's like 
none of that. None of that is good. Not to make things serious because it's not a video game, but you know, maybe you don't. Yeah, man was only meant to do so much. Right. Like make video games. Please focus on that. <laughs> and play video games. Those are the two things. Brought it back, brought it back. Yep. Whew. Full circle. Uh, yeah, nothing else here is as scary as Subnautica. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie because there's a few things here. Um, I never played Five Nights at Freddy's. And I don't think that most of our audience probably has either, given what I know about that them. That they're adults, yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit, and by that I mean I watched somebody play it a little bit when it came out initially. Yeah. And no thank you. Mm-hmm. It just it hits that perfect bit of uncomfortable reality. Yeah. It's just like going through anywhere that's like normally populated with people. And you're like, hey, it's not though. So what if this was a little bit off? Yeah. How would your mind perceive that in the dark? You're like, mm, no, no. And the whole thing spirals down. Yeah. It's it's like a... I'm not going to like circle jerk about Five Nights at Freddy's because, you know, the game's already super popular and I don't even own it. I'm not going to like play it because, again, jump scares. But the uh, it, it is tailored for fear. Like limited resources and fuel so you can like... Or like energy so you can close the doors only so much. Yeah. Like the fact that when you're looking through the cameras you can't see anything in front of your face like it's all sensory deprivation Mm -hmm. like limited resources and sensory deprivation and then animatronics freaking animatronics the worst the only way they could be worse is have more than eight legs huh but i don't want to think of that (laughs) so i'm not going to (laughs) yeah anything else anything else spring to mind Compared to the uh, atrocities we've already visited upon people's minds by thinking of cave diving and things with legs. Clowns, yeah. I feel, is probably worth a mention. That was interesting. There's never a thing where I'm like, oh, cool, a clown. Mm. No. See, I don't have like, I don't have the phobia for clowns, but I am afraid of people who would want to be clowns. There's, there's some depth to it. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where it seems so dated now mm-hmm. but again there's like something in that uncanny valley range of you're almost human <laughs> 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 but it's like it's meant to be like such like a, a cheerful happy thing yeah that as soon as like you you dim the lights and like put like a slightly slightly different shade on it you're like this is twisted in twisted out of control in a bad way. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Like if I saw a puppy in the dark, I wouldn't be like, holy fuck, that puppy's terrifying. <laughs> Clowns though? Mm, no. Pass. Yeah. yeah, never want that. Yeah, honestly, just not at all. I wonder how much of that is the like subversion of clowns by making them serial killers and then that's fed back into the fear of clowns. And how much it actually is the clowns have always been terrifying and we just never faced that fact. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things just were not perceived as terrifying initially. Like I'm sure you saw like a lot of those like Easter bunny costumes from like the 1930s and shit yeah. like that. All of those things you're like, what the actual fuck? Now they're animatronics. So yeah. Don't want that. Don't want no part of that. I want no part of this. None of this. None of this stuff on this list. All right, we don't have to talk about this. We don't want to. That's good. I don't want to trigger you. That's fair. 
It's a little bit late. <laughs> we're, we're an hour in at this point. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Are we? Yeah, I'm pretty close to it. All right, let's let's kick these kids out of here. Let's okay. send them off to some candy and trick-or-treating and fun revelries. Mm-hmm. Some uh, some good drinking while dressing slutty. Yeah. Just remember- I really feel like I'm advocating that because I've said it like <laughs> six times. Right. <laughs> I don't know your, your your costume is just it's not that slutty you know like it, it's okay but yeah I wish I could post <laughs> pictures but it's not that type of uh, podcast so no. I'm hoping it's not that kind of party either to be honest no. it's just gonna be Dave <laughs> it's gonna make you a little uncomfortable though I, I promise you that yeah yeah almost almost guaranteed uh, that being said with that mental image of uh, of Dave left in your legs. mind yeah eight, no uh thank you guys for listening to this uh this episode not sure why i did for this one this one this one would be the one you skip i really think so it's the one i'm gonna skip when i replay them but uh thank you nonetheless making it through the whole thing uh as we come up on another completion for a year of episodes which we will probably visit more oh when's the uh when's the formal date for the so two year anniversary two year it'll be uh probably around march between february and march oh yeah that's well no we're coming to the conclusion of a year not like a year okay, of the podcast okay, okay. A, a year of the i was gonna say of the solar calendar yes, yes, yes but uh thank you guys for listening and as always we'll see you in the next one and if you want to you know reach us in places you can always email us at soap <laughs> <laughs>